I'm Ashley. And I'm Alicia. And we are Murd Nerds. Welcome back, everyone. Hello. Hi. If you're new here this week, thank you for joining us. Um, we've got Jeremy, Alicia, and I here. Uh, we are a weekly true crime podcast, and we cover unsolved missing person cases um, and just some weird stuff here in Indiana, whatever we feel like doing, really, I guess, yeah. at this point. The strange and unusual. Mm-hmm. It's all about balloons. God, that thing smells good. It does smell good. It's very quiet, too. Works. Um, okay. Uh, and Jeremy, do you want to give yourself a little shout out? Oh, yeah. You know, I got to shout out the old Golden Image podcast. That's right. We released our episode zero last week. We could really use some more views. So you can go to either oh, all of them, you know. I'm still waiting on the whole Apple iTunes thing. It's still have It's still being a little wishy washy on me. Uh, we want to be on there, but, you know, I don't know. We'll figure it out. It takes a, lo- a while for some people. Yeah. Spotify, uh, Amazon Music, Stitcher, Google um, Podcasts. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, on, we're on most of them now. So mm-hmm. I we're listen to there. it. It's really good. Thank Did you. you listen to Thank it too? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I listened to it for stay. We, uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun to go back and listen to it. And uh, we got great things coming with that too. I went back on the website and found the picture of Skylar too that you guys talked about digging through the records. Oh, did you find I, it? I went nice. on there and I looked for it. I was like, there he is. He's nice. right there. Yeah, the, uh, the old uh, South Bend Records show that was a lot of fun. Another one coming up April 3rd. So if anybody's looking to go, look it up on Facebook. You said there was a lot of good stuff there. There's a lot of stuff there. And you got that Purple Rain record. I did. I got the Prince of Purple Rain. But I did realize that when I got home, I bought an extra copy of Argo Speedwagon's Life As You Know It. So I bought, I have two copies. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-oh. But I did want to share something else. And this is a thank you to you two. So we recorded that episode on February 20th. And we know what February 20th was, the greatest day of the year. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's right. It was my birthday. And I love, love, love that picture. That picture is so good. I oh, love it. Oh, yeah. I definitely, uh, you know, we've come a long way. I definitely feel like I'm part of the old Murderers. You are. But I got a birthday card from a girl that I work with. And I, I if you got just a second, I'd like to share it, if that's yeah, okay. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So, you know, it's just a little uh, live large card. And, it, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's kind of nice. But she said, uh, it's all about you today. Happy birthday. She, she said, you go rock your top and knock some boots. Thank you for what you do. Hashtag murder nerds. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Isn't that Aww. amazing? What's her name? Her name is Heather. Hi, Heather. So, shout out to Heather. Oh, she yes, listens to all, Heather. She's listened to all the episodes, oh. that I do believe now. So she Thanks, is. Uh, Heather. She's an official murder nerd, you know. I love that. But yeah, I wanted to give her a shout out and say thank you for the card and thank you for the... So I think, uh, let's see, I got some, just a little couple little gifts from her. So, but yeah. the card was really special. And I wanted to share that with you guys. Oh, yeah, that's really nice. Hashtag murder nerds. That is the best. That makes me so happy. Aww. What a sweetheart. So, yeah, that's all I had to share at this moment. So I'm I'm ready. You're ready? I have, I have missed you girls. Oh, so. yeah, it's been a minute because yeah. Alicia was sick. We <sighs> skipped so much time. I came through and we recorded and hung out a little bit for that um extra piece we added on to my last episode but and what an little literally going back and listen to that again what an amazing update i love that once again i told you this during when we recorded i love the fact that you got the family you know it was the the cousin 
It was her, uh, the her niece. victim's niece. Yes. yes, you got to her niece to to get a hold of you and have that conversation. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Yeah, and I had a lot of people comment about how they thought that the update was really really good. So cool, I liked good. It. All right. Well, do you have anything you want to add, Alicia? Got anything? To we kind of left you out since you weren't here last time. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're BFFs now. Trying we're, to get back uh, in here. Yeah. Uh, no, not really. I. I've been actually listening to Sweet Bobby. I don't know if you've heard about that podcast. It's just a, a short little six-part series about catfishing and this woman that was catfished over about 10 years. And it's a shock Really, what goes on. Yeah, it's pretty wild. I listened to all of it today <laughs> while I was getting stuff done. So definitely I I'm I blast through podcasts like crazy. I literally listen to them from 5 o'clock in the morning until like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. So Yeah, I do. I listen a lot at work, but... It just depends on the day. Yeah. I got a lot in today, actually. I was doing a lot of just boring data entry, so <laughs> but you yeah. have to think. Sweet Bobby. Definitely Sweet Bobby. one everybody needs to check out. I uh, listened to one that really got me riled up. It was about Angie Barlow. Do you guys know about her? Mm-mm. Yeah. I'll have to, you have to listen to that one. It got me a little little juice. She's from Indianapolis. Really? Wait, wait, yeah. What's... What's her deal? Uh, she was a... She was a private dancer that... Um, you know, she was young. She was mm-hmm. like nineteen to twenty-one, somewhere in there, and she was a she was a dancer, and she kept getting these weird texts from a number she didn't know, wanting to do a private dance, and she kept kept putting it off and putting it off. She wasn't interested, wasn't interested. I've heard that story. And she finally was really broke, and that extra money could really come in, and, and yeah. So she went and did the private dance, and that was nobody. Ever I seen remember it. that story. It was like a like a weird wealthy guy, like that lived in like the back of like this. No, like, th- this one turned out that it was uh, some people that she actually knew. Oh, so it was solved. This, yeah, no, it's never been oh, at, completely solved, but. Oh. But they're pretty sure. I mean, the evidence really, really just points right to both of them. It was a um, a guy and a girl that had a vendetta against her. Oh no! Yeah, maybe we should cover that at some point. Yeah, yeah look into it, Angie Barlow. It was yeah, it will. was uh, justice for Angie on on Facebook is uh, one of the places that they talked about. But hmm. uh, and I went and looked it up. But that's that was me. Sorry, I'm interrupting your. No, story. no, no. I literally <laughs> asked you about her. I was like, well, I need to know like a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So this week's episode is kind of a doozy. I need to. My next one is as well like just young people in a bad situation and i i don't know i'm just kind of downers yeah i texted alicia i don't know she told you i texted her what was it yesterday and Mm -hmm. i said i really need to do like a survival okay like a survivor story because this is getting really what i said bleak yeah it was getting fucking bleak it's I think it's hard to keep coming back to these stories of unsolved. I mean, yeah, it's, it's I mean, tough. yeah, certain surviving would be a would be a nice little twist. Maybe, yeah, maybe your listeners would be interested in that. You should ask them. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's something we I don't do. care what you want. <laughs> I'll do what I want. Well, I do. If anybody's interested in hearing some maybe survival <laughs> stories or maybe uh, some just kind of weird crime stories that are out of Indiana. Maybe we'll start covering those just randomly in between to break up the monotony yeah. and de- depressingness of the, these unsolved cases. Yeah, the research is just, I mean, it's just, it's just reciprocal. Like, it never stops, and it's the same shit over mm-hmm. and over and over again. Like, just like every fourth case, I need, like, a break or yeah. something. Yeah, understandable. So, so. <clears throat> okay. Um. So this week, I do have a 
trigger warning. There's some possible, probable sexual assault and rape in my story. This week, I'm going to be telling you about the murder of Amanda Van Siak. Uh, my sources, I went to indianainfamy.com. Um, there was an article by Stephanie Sylvie for uh, Channel 14 News, uh, findlaw.com, which um, my next source linked that. It was like the transcript from like a court oh, okay. date. Yeah. Um, so I was like done researching and just like fine tuning. And I realized, I realized that I forgot to put my tip line numbers at the end. Mm-hmm. So I'm like searching online and... Of course, I came across yet another beautifully written Reddit post by, who do you think? Is it the Buns of Autumn? My girl. She's wonderful. <laughs> She's wonderful. I, I even commented on it. I was like, I just. She's too good. She is. She can organize. I, that's what I told her. I said, you sure know how to organize a story. Because that's what I struggle with. Mm-hmm. It's like where to place everything, you know? Yeah. So, so shout out to her yet again. I used her. What blog is it called a blog when it's on Reddit or Reddit post? It's a Reddit post. Yeah. yeah. So thanks a lot. Amanda Vansiak's body was found by deer hunters in a rural area of Yankeetown, Indiana on November 13th, 2001. She was nude and wrapped in a rug. The area where her body was found was also known as a hot spot, quote, for drugs. There were ligature marks on her neck, which points to strangulation, and as of today, there have been no arrests for her murder. Amanda was just 18 years old when she lost her life. The question is, who took it? On November 9th, 2001, Amanda's mom, Linda Warner, had woken up for work. She decided to make sure that Amanda was up and getting ready for a job interview that she had that morning. Amanda had applied as a part-time cashier at Walmart. She did really well in her first interview, and she was really excited when she got a second call. Her mother wanted to make sure that she was up and getting around early enough so she could be there on time. Linda got ready for work, said her goodbyes, and left, not knowing that this would be the last time she would see her daughter alive. Amanda's stepdad, John Warner, had the day off and was asleep until Linda had left for work. A few hours later, Linda called home to make sure that Amanda had actually left for the interview, but when she got no answer... She thought it was a little strange. John wasn't supposed to be working that day. He would have been home. But she thought, oh, okay, you know, Amanda left. Like, whew, she's gone. She went to the interview. She's going to make their on time. Yeah. <clears throat> so she went on with her day. Later that evening, when Amanda had not returned, Linda did begin to worry. But they did not contact the police, even though Amanda's purse, ID, money, and other personal items were still at their home. Why? Are we See, getting into that? Yeah. I, I, I wanted you to say that. That's why I looked at you. <laughs> I'll tell you. Um, Amanda was on probation. So Linda didn't want to get her daughter in trouble if she possibly, you know, was out doing something she shouldn't be doing or if it was just a misunderstanding or her absence maybe had like a simple explanation. Yeah. So as days went on, Linda grew more worried, obviously. Um, but they still did not contact the police. Oh, no. After yes. days. Yes. Okay. Fast forward to November 13th, four days after she had been seen by her mom, the last time her mom saw her, her mom still had not called the cops. So that had, that was, what's that? Oh, four days. I literally just said it. Okay. <laughs> Ashley. 
So Linda was listening to the radio at 6.30 a.m. on the morning of the 13th when she heard a report of a young woman's body being found in a local rural area. Linda immediately called her husband, John, and had him call the police and tell them that they had not seen Amanda in days and that there was a possibility that it could be her. Police did not have much to go on at the scene, but a secret was discovered once the autopsy was performed. So it was um, it was Amanda, obviously. Amanda Lee Vansiak, or as friends called her, Mandy, was born on August 10, 1983, in Evansville, Indiana. She was born to her mother, Linda, and her father, Brad Vansiak. Growing up, Amanda had her struggles in life, but she was recently trying to turn things around. She was staying with her mom and stepdad in Boonville, Indiana, and since she was put on probation, she had cut everybody out that she thought might risk getting her into trouble. So she did have a substance abuse problem, but and, and I think hers was legitimate, like she had an addiction. Mm-hmm. She was actually beginning to work with police um, as a narcotics informant. However, I read that even though she had reported some incidents with the police, no arrests were ever made with any of the information that she provided. I could not find an obituary for her online, nor did I find anything about her like as a person. So I feel like that's kind of a pattern with these unsolved cases. Like the victim doesn't have a voice and their whole persona just gets lost in the drama of this just being an unsolved case. They basically just become like the dead girl. Mm -hmm. Dead girl Or the dead guy or yeah, yeah, it sucks. So here we go. The area in Yorktown where her body was found seemed to be significant, being an area known for frequent drug activity. So with her recent substance abuse problem, she was and she was known in some drug circles, she had obviously been seen there many times before. Strangely enough, police were called there earlier that day for suspicious people that were walking through the woods, which were posted private property. When the police were there on that call, they, ins- they had searched that entire area but they did not come across these suspicious people or Amanda's body. So it's like, okay, were those the people who were trying to hide her body, knew they were tipped off and came back later to do yeah. it? Or so, <clears throat> or was they were just, you know, drug people or just people trespassing and then the people who actually murdered her dropped her off later? Who knows? From the start, they did not believe that she was killed where she was found. Indiana Detective Marvin Heelman stated, We believe she was killed four or five days before she was found, and that location of the crime we have not been able to pinpoint. She was not killed where she was found. Also, her body reportedly was preserved, so they believed that she had been killed somewhere else and kept inside since she showed no signs of wear from the elements or any outside weathering or anything like that. So they think that she was kept inside for, what, three and a half, four days until, yeah. A witness claims to have told Linda that they saw Amanda the morning of the ninth outside of the Boomville courthouse. So she was reportedly wearing an orange sweatshirt and blue jeans. She was talking with two men in an old rusty van. She was not in the van. She was talking to the men in the van. Okay. The police do not doubt this claim, but they do believe that Linda has her dates mixed up as the police do have record of Amanda at the courthouse on the 8th wearing an orange sweatshirt. So Linda claims that the relative showed her a receipt with the day of the 9th on it. So 
it's like the the cops. Okay, so the cops don't seem to think that she would wear the same clothes two days in a row. And it's like mm, I won't do that, even if I go in public. Yeah, yeah. I'll wear. I don't. It's a sweatshirt. I mean, it's not. You know, yeah. Could it be a sweatshirt that you just wear yeah. every day? I mean, you know, I'm wearing exactly. a sweatshirt right now. Exactly. And I don't give a shit. I'll go to Woody's two days in a row wearing the same exact up pants and all. I don't care. Mm-hmm. So. I agree. <clears throat> I do not care. <laughs> Is that trademarked? Well, and I'm not trying to be shitty when I say this, but if she had a substance abuse problem and she already hadn't been home, well, what are the but, likelihood that she had other clothes or like was in the right state of mind to know to change her clothes? Yeah, but she was sober. She she wasn't she wasn't on drugs. It's like she was in uh she was a recovering addict. Okay. What was the what was the day that she went missing? She went missing on the ninth, and they saw. So, the woman said that she saw her on the ninth at the courthouse, but the courthouse records show she was there on the eighth. So they're saying, oh, maybe she was outside of the courthouse on the ninth, but she was wearing the same outfit. I think you have your days mixed up. I don't think it was the next day. That doesn't make any sense. How do they know what she was wearing? Like the people, the cops. Is that what she was wearing? I'll get to that. Okay. I'll get to that. (laughs) The police did have a photo of the day that she came in. It looked to be like a mugshot. I don't know if it was just... What? For record that she was there. She wasn't like arrested or anything, but they had taken a picture of her. So it would be just the sweater that you would see. Is that like a normal thing that they do when you go in to check for like... I couldn't tell you. Well, and there's got to be. Well, it was in 2001. Where I mean, there was probably security cameras everywhere. I don't know. Maybe it was like a. You know, you have to do a check in with your uh, probation officer. I wonder if they take your picture when you do that. It could be someone answer that if you know that question or the answer to that question. Because I wonder if just did they have physical proof that you were there on that day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure, but yeah, someone let us know if you do know. Police struggled to set up a timeline from when she went missing on the 9th to when her body was found on the 13th. But they do believe that she was murdered sometime around noon on the 9th. And since strangulation seemed to be the COD, (laughs) yeah, fancy, cause of death, um, there was not blood to follow. And presumably there was no blood at the original kill site either. So they didn't have any like physical evidence to go on at all. And I didn't see it mentioned anywhere if it was like, manual strangulation or if there were like ligature marks i'm not sure well i guess didn't you say at the beginning it was ligature, it was strangula- ligature marks yeah, so that would be yeah sorry a cord a, a anything yeah anything a shoelace a, mm-hmm. a tie, piano wire a piano wire it could be anything Ugh. police did search her mother and stepdad's house where they found her clothes and her purse in her bedroom I'm assuming they found some clothes laying out because she lived there. Obviously, she's going to have clothes in the home. Yeah. But it was mentioned we found clothes and her purse. So it's like, were those the clothes that, that she was she, wearing? That she was, that, yeah, that she wore that morning or that she maybe intended to wear or that she had worn the day before when that, that mugshot was taken. Or is it that damn orange sweatshirt? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I said. Is it the orange sweatshirt that she wore in the mugshot? We we can't say that I, I never found why the clothes were so important. Are the clothes for the interview? Maybe she had like a nice yeah, set of clothes that set she out? had never put on. That could be. 
That would make sense. Her everything was still laying there, plus the clothes that she was going to wear for the mm-hmm. interview. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we can't say because her mom left before seeing her dressed and ready, and her stepfather was asleep until she left. So, allegedly, allegedly, with nothing in the home seeming out of the ordinary and no signs of a struggle, they came to the conclusion that no foul play happened inside the Warner home. After the autopsy, however, the medical examiner's report showed some rogue DNA on Amanda's body. Would you like to guess who it belonged to, guys? I do, but I'm going to let you tell us. You know, let me say it? Yeah, same Z's. Okay. John Warner, her goddamn stepdad. <gasps> yes. Wrote it down. Do you want to guess what kind of DNA was found oh, on her body? no. No, I don't. Seminal fluid, a.k.a. semen. Yeah. At first, he's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know how that happened. I don't know how my semen got onto her body stupid but fun fact is it's not fun that was a terrible choice of words the fact was that it was not like wiped like wiped clean or off of her body so that says it happened either right before or right after she died so it's like what the fuck your dna just doesn't jump out of your dick and land on somebody without you knowing he's claiming that he slept that whole morning yeah so he okay so he did later admit that they did, in fact, have a sexual relationship <gasps> that was consensual. Okay. But, of course, he's going to say that. Amanda can't. She can't, she can't stand defend up for herself. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know. The point being, he still said that he slept that whole morning. It, she's not. She's going to a job interview. If they slept together that morning or even the night before, whatever, she would have cleaned herself up, right? Yeah. Like, Yeah. Or getting dressed would make it smear. Exactly, exactly. So. Freaking gross. I know. I can't stand people. Men. Uh, Thank you for finishing my sentence. I said I hate. Wait a minute. You filled in the the correct answer. Can I say something really quick that's kind of personal? Not all men are, not all men are pigs. No, that was. Well, I have yet to be proven wrong on that. But. I blew up on a guy at the bar this weekend, and I don't know who he was, but I want to apologize. I don't think you were spatially aware, but you did not deserve the... I motherfucked that kid into the ground, and I feel really bad about it. And I did go back to apologize, but I got kicked out of the bar. So I did go back to apologize to you. So sorry if you hear this to that guy. That That's missed connections. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like in the newspaper. Poor guy. That's I okay. know. Be spatially aware. He was very polite and he said yes, ma'am, when I was done. And like when I was done yelling at him, he was, I felt really bad. <laughs> Jeremy's dying. He did not right deserve now. that. That poor kid. I have rage issues. I'm so sorry. <clears throat> Mix, mixed, <laughs> mixed connection. <laughs> what if that was your it. soulmate? <sighs> he might still be. Maybe he likes a little fire in a woman. <laughs> Hit me up. You and me were at the bar the other night. <laughs> you might have rubbed up on me. Yeah, unconsensually, and that's why I yelled at him. I yelled at you, but I know I feel bad. He was cute. Listen, I thought you were cute. <laughs> I was flirting with and him I until he back, did that. But I can't walk in with a drink from a different bar. <laughs> <laughs> they kicked me out, and I never got a chance to say, Hey, I'm sorry. I lived just two blocks away. <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah, hit me up. Okay, let's move on. That was a lot. I... 
<laughs> no, that was great. I was so into that. That was perfect. So anyway, the guy at the bar, if you are interested in Ashley, oh, Lord. just message the Murder Nerds podcast page. <laughs> we'll set something up. Oh, okay. Oh, where were we? Lord have mercy. Semen. Yes. Okay. So basically, the stepfather admitted to having a consensual relationship and... That's pretty much the gist of that because Amanda can't say whether it was consensual or not. So even after John confesses to having a, quote, consensual relationship with Amanda. His stepdaughter. Yes. Her mother, Linda, stuck by (gasps) his side. Oh, my God. She at one point said, I have no question that that is a possibility. But why does that make him a killer? If my husband did it, I would be the first one there. I would not cover up for him or anyone. It's just or anyone else. It's just crazy to me. So the quote possibility that she's referring to is him having sex with her daughter. Um, yeah, that's not a possibility. That's a fucking fact. Mm-hmm. And did. she's okay with it. Is what she's saying. Yeah, that was that was a lot. I'm just not sure what was. I mean, it's a weird time, shocking things, emotional. That was, he was all she had. I mean, it was her husband, but I don't know. Ugh. Ugh. It's a lot. So police continued to question John about his involvement with Amanda's murder. He continued to say, yes, we had a sexual relationship, but no, I did not kill her. He says that on the morning that she left, he did hear her moving about the house and eventually leaving, but he continued to stay in bed. So if this was the case, why didn't he answer Linda's phone call when she called to make sure that Amanda had left for her interview? Of course, the police did not have enough on John to hold him, let alone charge him with anything, so they had no choice but to release him. I would assume that they were probably actually having sex at the time of the phone call. Or he was hiding her body. Yeah, but why wouldn't he admit to that? If he's admitting to this relationship, why wouldn't he admit, oh, I was awake, we slept together. That's why my semen's on her body. Instead, he's saying, oh, I don't know how it got oh, there. Oh, he didn't actually confess to having sex with her that, that morning. morning? No, oh, he's still saying. He's still saying I he slept that. the whole time. But that would, I mean, if I'm, you know, with my stepdaughter and my wife's calling, I'm not going <laughs> to answer the phone. Well, agreed. Well, it didn't matter in this case. Jeremy still... doesn't have a stepdaughter, just so just, everyone Yeah, knows. just so you know, I don't actually have a stepdaughter. <laughs> he would I'm, never do I'm that. Just, I'm just placing myself in this situation. <laughs> don't put don't put those shoes on. Just, I, no, I'm you not fucking those throw those shoes in the dumpster. <laughs> After he was released by police, a local news station asked him for an interview, which he declined. I don't think that's suspicious. It could go either way. Could be suspicious. Or it they we're probably getting a lot of media attention as it is. So I don't know if he had a lawyer, but whoever was not coaching him, but maybe giving him legal advice, advice. Yes. Was probably like, you know, keep your mouth shut, keep your face off the TV, let this blow over and, you know, go from there. So the police eventually told Linda and Brian, Brian is Amanda's biological father. Yes. That John had failed a polygraph test. So while Linda still stood by her husband's side, Amanda's dad, Brian, does believe that John Warner killed his daughter. Linda claimed that her and her husband, John, began receiving death threats, stating that Brian was hiring people to intimidate John into confessing. Linda defended John and backed his innocence 
100% until he died from a car accident in September 11th, on September 11th, 2004. Yes. Hmm. So there goes that. Was it a mysterious car crash? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I do not know. Even though police detective Marvin Heelman said, nowhere in my knowledge has there been any indication that her death was related in any way to drugs, one year after she was found, in the same area, hung a noose and a sign that said, rat's nest, or the rat's nest. What the fuck does that mean? So that says to me, someone knew she was a rat. They knew <gasps> she was snitching. Oh. She was working with the cops as a narcotics informant. And she also testified in court against her boyfriend, sending him to jail for armed robbery. Oh, So that's a whole nother story that we'll get into down the road here. Um, Linda even said of Amanda, quote, she had received threats. I know that she had spoken of those to us. She was really scared at times to come home. She said, get your gun and keep it close and lock the doors. And then there's the fact that she was found out there where they make drugs. I think it's a very real possibility. So her mom's kind of pointing to that it was drug-related or, you know, Mm -hmm. that side of her life. So ultimately, this case ran cold and remains that way to this day. The contradictions are numerous with her friends saying due to her past and who she hung out with, anyone could have killed her. But on the other side, police are claiming that drugs and her being an informant had no bearing on this case at all. Her father believes that her stepfather, John, took her life, yet her mother on the other side swears against his involvement. I don't know. When friends and family, like, aren't on the same page, I think it gives cops, like, whiplash. They don't know, is someone lying? Is there—obviously, there's a lot of anger and emotions being thrown around, but it's like, is this person just mad at this person? You just feel like it gets really messy, and they don't know what direction to go in, Yeah, you know? All right, so let's talk about some theories. So, like I was telling you earlier, sorry if I got defensive, but there was no indication that she was using again. Okay. So it's definitely in the realm of possibility that it could have been just like a drug deal gone wrong. That she relapsed, needed a fix, and maybe didn't have the money or some altercation led to her murder. However, the cops are steadfast that drugs had nothing to do with it, which makes me believe that the medical examiner found nothing in her yeah, system. Yeah, they would have done a toxicology so, test. So, yeah, that's why I was like, no, she was sober. She was not using. So that's that. Well, and— they would probably say openly, drugs had nothing to do with it because it's not a lie necessarily because she wasn't doing drugs. But also if they were wanting to get the people that were the suspects in this, if they were drug dealers, oh, they can try to lead like them away. It's inform- like feeding them false information. Yeah, that they're going off into a different pathway. That could be. That's. I mean, it's not working. It's been 21 years. But I'm just saying... That yeah, you're right. That could be. That happens. Investigators do that. Yeah, in 21 years, 2001 doesn't seem that far. I know. Jeremy, undercover, drug deal gone wrong. Was she undercover? She wasn't. No, she was not she was doing anything. To, no, she was wired because she was supposed to be at the interview. She wasn't doing anything. Okay. Yeah, good point. She was supposed to be at the interview with at uh, Walmart. Could it have been retaliation for her testimony that landed her ex-boyfriend, Chad Leroy Goodwin, in jail? Um, I didn't look too much up on him as far as, like, his actual charges or how much time he got. 
but her word put him behind bars for armed robbery. Mm -hmm. I think that that very well could spark enough anger and resentment to murder someone or have them murdered. Well, and I wonder if he was incarcerated. I was just going to say, I do know he was convicted in August of 2001, but I do not know whether or not he was out at the time that she was killed. Probably really unlikely since it was August of 2001. Yeah. Just four months. Yeah, you're right. I was going to say one month because I'm an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, he committed armed armed robbery. Like I said, he could have hired someone or, you know, had someone doing his bidding on the outside. A partner or a family member. So. He told Amanda that he hit a store clerk with a pool stick and then locked her in a freezer. So he clearly has no issues with being violent. Yeah. Jeez, oh, Pete's. Yeah, it's a lot. Where was the freezer? It was a place called The Pantry. I, I believe it was a store. They robbed the store. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Like I said, I didn't look too much into that because, again, I'll go off no, I, no, and it, I'll no. be on it for a long time. So <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to look this up. I'm not going to look this up. I did read the whole court transcript, though. <laughs> oh, my God. The whole thing? Well, just her questioning. It wasn't oh, too long. okay. Yeah. So, obviously, the most reliable one is going to be her stepfather. This one, I'm going to be frank when I talk about him. And it's going to suck. That's all I'm going to say. So, he could have been raping her for years and using drugs to keep her quiet or for motivate, not motivate her. You know what I mean? Yeah. I also believe that it probably did not start consensual and it probably didn't end consensual. I don't believe it did. She grew older, grew smarter, or like uh, her family was saying, she was clean. So he didn't have anything to hold over her head anymore. The rejection could have angered him and he's claiming it was consensual, but I find that hard to believe since she was barely of age. Yeah. Maybe he hadn't been raping her. Maybe she had just been denying him for, you know, so long and he finally snapped that day and just raped and killed her. Considering his semen was on her body and not wiped clean, what does that tell you? And she she was nude in the field. So yes. it was fr- fresh. I for lack fra, of better, fresh. For lack of better yeah. terminology. So, again, yeah, she was going to a job interview. Even if they had consensual sex that morning, she would have fucking cleaned herself off. Yeah. Or her clothes would have wiped it or something. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. But that puts a tricky, tricky situation in there because she was stored, apparently, for four days. Where Yeah, like where would he have kept her? Well, the, I no offense to the mom, but she seems kind of ignorant yeah, to naive. where she would have, or yes. or maybe it's an abusive relationship. Yeah, very likely she was cool with him. Like, yeah, I'm not surprised they were having a sexual That's relationship. A possibility. What did the stepfather do for a living? Did you know? No. Like worked nights or yeah, she said yeah, that he worked, worked and that was his day off. I wonder if it was like swing shift. Yeah, I'm not too sure. Sorry, hmm. just trying to still piece all this together. Yeah, I know you're keep fine. You're fine. Could you keep going? You're doing great. My next theory is maybe Detective Heelman was just saving face. Was she killed because the wrong person found out that she was giving information to the police? It's possible that the department doesn't want to be held responsible for her death. Narking comes with risks. I think as long as the cops didn't, like, put her in a dangerous situation, I don't think that they would be liable, like, for her death or responsible for her death. 
Do you? I don't know. Because I remember the story about that girl where they sent her, I, I can't remember if it was to buy drugs, but they knew the guy was armed. And they still sent her there. It was like maybe to buy a gun. And so they're like, obviously, he's going to have a gun. And she was killed. They found the wire and they killed her. Oh, my God. I can't remember her name. That's going to drive me crazy. If you know her name, comment comment it. That's why sometimes like drug dealers or people that are doing stuff illegal, if they have somebody come in, they'll make them jump in the shower. They'll like put them with their clothes mm. and everything in the shower to burn the... I've never heard of that. Yeah. Hmm. Euphoria. That's, I Euphoria. watch Euphoria. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> You Gen Z piece of trash. It's such a good show. It's <laughs> That's so what everyone good. keeps saying. I just, I haven't been able to watch it yet. It's a, it's in my watch list, so if I feel like it, I can, but. You'll love it. Really? Must watch. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. There's also the um, noose that someone, we don't know who, put up there, and then the rat's nest sign. So, but, <laughs> I actually read, I think this is kind of funny, but I read that, she was actually a terrible informant. Oh, really? <laughs> Which I think is kind of amazing. I'm like, yeah, like, same. Same here. She was telling, like, her old friends so that she was working with the cops. Oh, my God. So she wouldn't have to snitch on them. But also, it made them keep their distance from her as to not mess up her sobriety as well. Yeah. So it was kind of dual purpose. But I don't know. I thought that was kind of funny. I was like, yeah, like, low-key, don't tell me shit. Yeah. Because I, you know. I'm a obligated by law to yeah exactly respond to the police so my last theory i'm going to talk about i don't know if we'll keep this in because her mother is still alive and i don't want i don't know to be in sensitive situations put ourselves in risky business yes or just to offend her i mean it's just a theory it doesn't mean that it's true but did her mom find out about their affair and flip Maybe she caught them together that morning. She had John Seaman on her. So maybe she killed her. And then her and John had to come up with a plan together that he slept all day and she left for work. No big deal. Maybe she made the phone call to cover her tracks. John was there cleaning up the scene and figuring out what to do while her mom went to work. She backed John with such intensity even saying that it wasn't semen on her body, that it was saliva. So They would know. The lab people would know. Those look very Somehow different. saliva's grosser, even though. It it seems grosser to me. So But she could I mean, I know we've talked about this before, but she could, you know, possibly have a total uh reliable words are hardened. Uh, alibi? An alibi. That's yes. the word I'm looking for. An alibi with How being at work. I know. Do you know what she did? I don't, but I'm just saying, yeah, she did go to work, but she was there that morning while she got ready for it. Oh, yeah. So before she went to work. Yes. And then okay. she went and John was at home sleeping, quote, because he had the whole day off. So then no one can, you know, no one yeah. can vouch for him. Yeah, so. that's true. Yeah, I know it's kind of out there, but and her mom does seem genuine enough um, with, you know, the case and missing her and like being, I don't know. But stranger things have happened. Yeah, I never really put the mom in the situation. I understand where you're going with that, but this doesn't feel, this doesn't feel right. Yeah. Well, and you, you got to hit it from all angles at this Definitely. point. Whatever, whatever it, it's unsolved. So it's yeah, like exactly. any, and anything I, is possible. Yeah, you just, and we don't know. 
what the cops looked into. So, again, we just speculate. That's mm-hmm. all we yep. do. That's all we can do. Questions, comments, concerns, theories, anything. You covered some really good theories. I mean, you covered a lot of what I wrote. What You know, like, you know me, I make notes. <laughs> that way I can remember. But, you know, I'm still under the idea that it could have been, she could have been working a drug deal for the, for the police, and it just went went south. Um, but man, coming back to the fact that, let's just say that her, the the clothes that she was supposed to wear for the interview is the clothes that they're talking about that are laying there on the bed. I know that whole situation is very murky with yeah. the pic- with the picture that was taken at the courthouse and the day before, the day after the clothes. Yeah, yeah. So the clothes are there, her purse is there, her ID is there. And then the semen on her body is not being, not being disturbed. Basically, is what yes. I guess the best way to put it. Because, like you that, said, if you put I clothes wish I on. Came up with that word. <laughs> you put the clothes on; it's going to get disturbed. You you know, you wipe it off; it's going to get disturbed. You brush it; it's going to get disturbed. It's not just going to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with all that going on, and the other the other thing is the body preserved. That really that really kind of got me. Where was the body preserved at? Yeah, even yeah. in a house. <clears throat> now, wh- I'm sorry, what time of year was this again? November. November. Yeah. So, okay, I mean, you could put the put the body in the basement where it's a little cooler and probably mm-hmm. won't decompose. <laughs> What's your word? Decompose. <laughs> decompose. Decompose. Yeah, decompose. It will go a lot slower because of the temperature. Mm-hmm. That's why I asked about the freezer. When you said freezer, oh. I was like, freezer? I was like, it was some grocery store. Chill out. I know. It, but <laughs> it didn't have signs of weathering, I guess, is, is yeah. more. Uh, yeah. yeah. It did. And like you said, the semen being, quote, undisturbed, quoting you, not not an article or anything, <laughs> um, that tells me, too, that she, again, was she wasn't wrapped in that rug for four days. Right. That happened. That was last minute. That was Where was the semen they at? They her body. I didn't find the part of her body that it was on. Because I'm going to go what I on a weird for. side. Oh, no, she's going let's deep. Do it. Let's she's do going it. going deep. Semen can stay alive. Excuse me. Sperm can stay mm-hmm. alive within a human body. I believe it's 48 hours mm-hmm. after ejaculation. So that makes me wonder if they found it alive, if it was inside of her. Well, they kept saying on her body. On her body. Not in. Okay. And I think that's, I mean, that's a distinction. Remember when we talked about semen the other day? Yeah. Why is it that the podcast the keeps turning into like the semen? Yeah. <laughs> the semen podcast. Yeah, you're, you're right. I mean, that's. I like, mean, what you're talking... was the texture? How old was the yeah. semen? Like, can you tell how long? Well, and like, where was it? Like, was. Because it's a live thing. Yeah. So. I'm assuming it was dried and dead. It was on the outside of her body. Yeah, but could they tell? They could tell it wasn't. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Could they tell how? There needs to be more emphasis on the semen. Yeah, on the square. Well, again, like we always talk. As about, like I always say, more <laughs> emphasis on the semen. Um, <laughs> That's our motto. But like we talk about Indiana cops, they don't tell us shit. Well, and these are probably small town. Co- I don't yes, know. York. Th- there was nothing about the state police being involved in this case at all. It they was need all to pass it over. Evansville. They need to handle it. I one hundred percent agree. But at that time, the police department had to request for help, which we all know that's different now. Yes, we, we do. do. Yeah, jinx <laughs> in stereo. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, the, I just 
I don't know if they're like like we always say they could be this close. Mm-hmm. All but the information's like, right there. What? Yeah, it's like what? And they can request help and get denied. I would imagine too. But I don't know that they would deny a police department. That seems strange. Yeah. Hmm. I know. That is a doozy. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a real pickle. Poor girl. So if you or anyone you know has any information on Amanda's case, please call the Evansville Police Department at 812-436-7896. Or you can always call Indiana Crime Stoppers at 317-262-8477. And that's, that's going to do it for the day. What a tragic case. It's very sad. Agreed. Young I mean, people. They all are. They all are tragic. They but are. it's like so young and like you make such stupid decisions when you're that age. Just from like thirteen to twenty two, like people are fucking dumb. And I was dumb. The brain's not developed. Yeah, like you just do some stupid. Your decision making skills. And, ugh, it so it seems sucks. like an evolutionary flaw. <laughs> You know, those are your most chaotic years. That's when you're going through puberty and then mm-hmm. just going to be like, hey, your brain's going to really fuck you up with this decision making. So <laughs> have fun. Well, if you're a if you're a guy, you don't think with your brain. Yeah. And if you're a guy, it lasts until you're 40. You think with your thank stomach. God I'm, thank God I'm over 40. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> you just released confidential information. I am, I am over 40. Oh, okay, murderers. That's we're gonna cut this one off for the night. Um, thanks for. I'm sorry. It's really solemn. I don't know how to end this one. Just bye. Well, <laughs> if you have any questions or concerns for us, feel free to contact us via our social media. We're on Facebook. We're on TikTok, Instagram. We are on Twitter, or you can contact us through our email which is murdnerds at gmail.com. Feel free to like and subscribe, rate and review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We're on pretty much all the distributors at this point. We did just get on Amazon Music. We're on Amazon Music? We're on Amazon Music, and we're on Pandora. Um, Nice. Those are the last couple ones I had to go and throw in there. You're such a hard worker. I think you do a good job. Thanks. I try. You're welcome. We're still working on merch. I know I say that every week, but we really are. It's really time consuming. <laughs> yeah, it's a fickle process, and we want to do it right. We don't want to have cheap stuff, and yeah. we want it to last, and we want it to be affordable. and Quality. Yes, so we're, we're working on it. We're working. And if you have any questions that you would like us to cover on the podcast, feel free to go to our bios. In our link tree, there is a little button that says survey. Just go in there and type it out and submit it. And it's completely anonymous unless you want us to give you a shout out we'll do uh your social media tags or just your name whatever you want so yeah i think that's i covered about everything awesome all right until next time bye-bye bye